Brace yourself for Steve Fisher and Byron Tidwell, Old Guys Bitching. I'm Floyd. And I'm Gerfuckenbevel. No, that's not right. And we are Old Old Guys Guys Bitching. Now, the reason I said I'm Floyd... Mm Mm-hmm is because I have one of these umas. You know what an uma is? Uh, yes, it's a Korean mother. No, that's not right at all. No. Uh, well, it may be right, but it's not what I'm referring oh, okay. to. There is a, a voiceover, uh, VOIP, voiceover internet protocol phone uh-huh. for for your home called a uma, uma telo, telo, T-E-L-O. And I have one of those, so I can make calls without being on my cell phone because I hate the cell phone. And for some reason, don't know why, I've had this thing for years, when caller ID pops up on the other end, it comes up as Floyd Albright. (laughs) Well, that's great, Floyd. I don't know Floyd Albright. So I called my sister and brother-in-law because I'm staying with them when I uh, travel down to Florida tomorrow. And they said, we almost hung up on you because we don't know any Floyd Albright. <laughs> so now my, my brother-in-law is determined to just call me Floyd from now on. Well, I do have a longtime friend who is caller ID always says Eddie. And his name isn't Eddie. But I irritate the hell out of him by constantly calling him Eddie and referring to Eddie. him as Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, I've called before to Uma to tell him about this because I had an old aunt and uncle who were totally freaked out by getting a call constantly from Floyd Albright that they don't know. And I, so I contacted them, contacted them years ago to fix the caller ID. And I just, you know, I took it for granted that they did that. They said, okay, yep, we'll get on that. No, they didn't fix it. So this time I contact their customer support and they said, oh, uh, yeah, we can see how that's very annoying, and we will take care of that, and it'll, it should be fixed in seven to ten business days. I said, okay, fine. He said, so how did I do on my call? Did we take care of your concerns? I said, I'll tell you in seven to ten business days. Of course you will, yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking any chances. I'm not telling them they did great if this thing doesn't turn out great. Oh, my. It's like, get my name right for crying out loud. Now, what we are going to learn is that everyone who has an UMA VoIP system is Floyd Albright. Now, that would be interesting. That's like a, like an episode of uh, Black Mirror. <laughs> it could be. Well, uh, w- there used to be a, a kid in this neighborhood, and when everybody, when anybody got a new pet, whether it was a dog or a cat or a, a tortoise, the little girl would, would come up and say, uh, can I name your pet? And, you know, she was cute. She was sweet. And everybody would say, uh, Sure. And so then she would look the pet in the face and say, your name is Buddy. (laughs) No matter who the pet was? Yeah, well, after I heard that several times, I was just sort of joking with the kid's mother. I said, you know, your kid uh, has really, really got this incredible plot going on. It's really going to be funny. You see, when somebody steps outside their door and calls their pet, and every pet in the neighborhood comes running. (laughs) 
That would be awesome. And then you see all these 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 pets running around confused. No, I'm Buddy. I'm Buddy. I'm Buddy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, the, the mother didn't take it kindly. She thought that I was messing with her brain. But I thought it was great. <laughs> now, I, I have to take a moment to acknowledge something. I just saw, you know, I, I'm at the age, as, as are you, where every day the first thing I do when I get up is check the obituaries. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not in them, then I get up and get dressed and go to work. But uh, otherwise, it's not worth having breakfast if you're in the obituaries. So I did notice today that we lost another entertainer, a man by the name of Will Jordan. Oh, my goodness. Will Jordan, you know, Will Jordan nearly played your role. Eggs. I was just going to say that. I said, if it weren't for Will Jordan, we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now because we would never have met. But Will Jordan was supposed to play the Groucho character in a play called A Bite in the Night, a musical. And he dropped out and they had an open call and I went in and I got the role. And that's how you and I met. And that's how we met. But, you know, it, it could have been you and Will Jordan doing this. And then now you wouldn't have a podcast to do because your partner would be gone. That's true, but uh, I would be much more successful. Oh, uh, how do you figure? <laughs> well, people knew Will Jordan, you know, at least. the <laughs> <laughs> had no clue who I was. <laughs> and absolutely no clue who I was. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, six or seven more people might have come see the show and the, the drape might have stayed up or something. You, you never know. It, and, you know, if it was... Jake LaMotta dubbed me an, an upcoming star. We did a, I think I told you this, we did a uh, radio show. I don't even remember who's, some celebrity radio show and I was uh, on to promote the show. And Jake LaMotta, the ex-price fighter, was, was on. And he goes, all of a sudden he turns to me during the show and goes, you're going to be a big star. It's like, okay. Fine. How do I translate that to reality? Oh, geez. <laughs> never quite, never quite came true. And Jake Lamotta is no longer with us to proclaim me a great star at some point in my shrinking future. Well, you know, as wherever Jake is now, he could be saying, "You know that Fisher kid, big star." Maybe, maybe my <laughs> when I when I die, my name's going to be on a marquee in heaven. Oh well, if I there hope is such so. a place, I hope so. Hey, you know, uh, I checked uh, the uh, the web page, the Facebook page. I checked my Facebook page. Didn't check yours. Looks like that once again we have stumped our listener. We did. We did. I mean, it's fair enough because we stumped ourselves. That's true. Rower. Rower. Okay. So, um, so just for. Uh, everybody's edification and education, we will tell you that the answer to our question, where did the quote Rauer come from? What movie did that come from? It came from... Rauer. Oh, hello, Pammy. I didn't see you come in. Now, how come you're not out hiking with the others? I don't have answers, Paul. Paul. The Lost Skeleton of Cadavra. It is a classic. So if you if you get a chance to see it, it's a classic. I, it, well, it is in the uh, maker's mind, at least, even though nobody's ever heard of the movie. Where can people catch this film? 
this classic. It, it, it is available on um, streaming services, Amazon, I think. But you got to pay for it because it's a classic. You don't just get this one for free. Or occasionally, uh, if you're in Tacoma, uh, my daughter rents the Grand Cinema and has a showing. Now, she has nothing to do with the lost skeleton of cadaver other than she thinks it's an outright hoot. And it is. So the quote was spoken by a character named Animala. Animala is a combination of like five woodland creatures that are somehow swept up into a magic spell to become a beautiful woman. But on the inside, the beautiful woman is five woodland creatures. And so her most... uh, most astute quote is Rower. Well, now I now I have to uh, find this movie and watch it because that's just such a thrilling explanation. Well, of I, course it is. Maybe I can download it for the, the plane ride tomorrow. Oh, you should. You absolutely should. And you'll sit there on the plane ride uh, just in amazement, your face agape, and occasionally laughing out loud. And uh, then... When, you know, your passengers turn towards you, you turn the screen away from them and say, no, I'm sorry, you have to pay to see this one. I I, I just want, I'll pay to see my face agape. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, that sounds like an exciting thing to me. So what else have we got this week? I just saw that uh, new polls this weekend show uh, Donald Trump's approval rating. And it, it's still... It pains me to say that he has an approval rating, but it's like down to 32 percent or something. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, uh, speaking of approval ratings, it looks like I'd say, what, uh, nearly 80 percent of the country opposes uh, Kavanaugh going on the court. Yeah. Yeah. And and these chicken shit Republicans are still aiming to get him on the court even though he does not represent in any way America. Well, not just aiming, but he's most likely going to be confirmed. He is going to be our next sitting Supreme Court justice. Now, the question is, when when Trump is gone, when we finally, uh, you know, when everybody reads Bob Woodward's book and says, okay, now we got to take this seriously and get rid of this clown, can we then get rid of his Supreme Court nominees well they have to be impeached it's the same sort of process they have to be impeached a a direct message to susan collins don't believe him look (laughs) at whatever ever few papers are out there that contradicts everything he told you yeah susan collins do not believe him lisa murkowski do not believe him Dean Heller of Nevada. Dude, you're not going to get reelected anyway, so you might as well vote against him. <laughs> so, hey. you know, if everybody, every Republican senator, whoever you may be, Chuck Grassley, you can't even figure out how to find your butt with, your, with both hands. You still <laughs> believe the Internet is a series of tubes. You're completely beyond anything. Wait a minute. So. Wait a minute. The Internet's what? not a series of tubes? Uh, well, not anymore. Not since they learned about fiber optics. Oh, but, 
Oh, I, I got some fibers all over the floor from Sammy eating my rugs. It, oh, good. Would that, should that improve my internet access? Well, just throw your fiber optics into the cloud. I, oh, all right. I don't know if I can throw that high, but, but I'll try. But anyway, you know, I, again, I'm saying Republican senators grow some sense. Yeah, no, they're not going to. It's, oh, I know. It's not just sense. I mean, they have, they are spineless, weaselly creatures. I, I don't think John McCain died as much as he escaped. Right. Uh, you know, and we, we've got treasonous traitor Mitch McConnell in the Senate. And in the in the House, even though he's on his way out, we got whiny weasel Paul Ryan. Sorry, yeah. I'm just trying to take a page from the populist playbook and name people very simply so that they can be recognized. And uh, and, and then over the weekend, uh, yesterday on, on CNN, I saw, um, is he a senator or is he a representative? Ben Sass? Uh, he is a senator. From Nebraska? Ben Sass. He's a se- Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska, who, uh, it, even though I uh, we have great disagreements on a, a variety of policies, I would still consider voting for the guy. I like him. He speaks his mind. Um, And he said he wakes, there isn't a day that goes by that he doesn't wake up thinking about quitting the Republican Party. And I just wish that people like him, the younger senators and representatives who feel that way, who are in personal turmoil at what their party is doing, whether it's Republican or Democrat, I wish that they would leave their party and serve as an independent. Absolutely. And the more independence we get in Congress, the better off we're going to be as a country. Absolutely. So, Benny boy, you heard it here. You say that you wake up thinking you shouldn't be a Republican means you shouldn't be a Republican. Independent works for us. Right. And, and so all these people have to start going with the courage of their convictions and not just with their political ambitions. But, you know, unfortunately, that's the problem. you used a phrase there that doesn't apply to most Republicans. Convictions, they have none. No, no. Well, some of them do on the criminal side. Uh, yeah, and well-deserved, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's really our, our political system is a shambles right now. It's an absolute joke. And... Uh, I urge all young people out there, uh, young but of age, to run, to run. Start getting all these old weasels out of Congress. And I say that as an old weasel myself, but get the old weasels out of there. Let's get some younger people with vision and with a hope for the future. Absolutely. That's what we need running the country. You know, I just pulled up the New York Times. Did you know that the Trump administration is encouraging farting? Excuse me? Yes. They are encouraging farting. They want to just take all of the rules regarding that off the table. It says Trump administration wants to make it easier to release methane into air. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, all right. Now, there's one point I can help them with. That's true. And so could most cows in the country. Yes. Well, in fact, I think that if Trump wants people and cows to release methane, let's just back a herd up to the White House and say, go for it. I like it. I like that a lot. I Because I, I think we can depend on cows 
uh, more than we can on uh, senators and congressmen. The, you know, the the thing the thing that's amazing to me is they, all the talk about deregulation, and there are some senators and congressmen saying, "Okay, never mind what Trump is as an individual, but he's doing some great things by deregulating." Now, I'm guessing that even as a liberal, I could probably find regulations I don't like and would like to see done away with. However, when you start getting rid of the regulations that are there to protect our health, to protect our drinking supply and our air supply, that's just stupid. Yes, it is. It really is. And when you consider the number of years that that went into getting us clean water, getting us clean air, you've seen the pictures of Los Angeles in the 70s versus the pictures oh, yeah. of Los Angeles today. Even, I was there. Even with... The 405 completely backed up as it is right now. There is still cleaner air in L.A. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's the, the funny thing is, you know, in Texas and other places, they always talk about, oh, you don't want the liberals taking over. They'll turn our state into California. Hey, folks, California's not that bad. There is some there are some things that are silly. But there are some things that are that California is basically the social laboratory for the rest of the country. And what is it, fifth largest economy in the world? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could easily, they you know, they, they were going to have something on the ballot. I, I think that might have gone away um, about seceding from the country. And you know. If they were really to secede from the country, this country would be up shit's creek. <laughs> That's true. And you know, um, California and uh, the uh, state government there has proposed having their own system of regulation of environment, regulation of air and water. And the Trump administration is trying to shut that one down. It, it, it is mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. We can only hope he goes away uh, as quickly as possible. That's true. I, I know, article what is it, 25. 20, the 25th Amendment. The 25th Amendment. We need to invoke the 25th Amendment or... We just need to remove him and put him in shackles and throw him in a dungeon somewhere. And with that thought, we'll be right back after this word. Spatula. What, what word? <laughs> you got to listen. You, you'll have to listen to the podcast and see. Oh. And see what I I edit in. <laughs> oh my God! I have to listen to the podcast. I know we never do that. I, I'm I'm doing therapy now, and and. Um, you know, it, and it's one of these things where it's therapy by internet. So you know, we have a visual, a video connection, and I see him because this guy's on the other side of the state, and I really like him. He's he's really good. Today, he told me he listened to the podcast, and he still kept you as a client. He said, <laughs> he said, he said, uh, I can't promise I'm going to listen to every episode, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> so it's like. People sound so surprised when they listen and go, wow, I enjoyed that. I didn't think I would, but I enjoyed so, that. So, man, we are up to like um, a, a total. Three, four. No, I think we're five. I think that makes five. Are we yeah. at five? Mm-hmm. Wow. We're just multiplying like. Uh, Not quite like, like rabbits. Uh, no. No. Uh, no. Like uh, uh, clams. We're multiplying like clams. I, do clams multiply slowly? Uh, well, I figure, you know, because they... Have they you ha- studied the sex lives of, of clams? No, I just figure they have no fingers to count on. Oh, that's a good point. How do they keep track of their children? Uh, by phone. You know, they're always uh. calling for money. 
it's, it's underwater Verizon. It's, it's lovely. So um, what else have we got to talk about today? Well, let's see. We, we talked about the demise of the country. We talked about, uh, you know, farting, uh, you know, being... Farting at the White House. Right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, Miss Miss America. Did you hear about the ratings for Miss America? No, I don't. I, I have... Uh, since Burt Parks died, I don't watch Yeah, Ms. I know. America. You know, Burt Parks, he, he was the guy uh, that uh, I was so impressed with in my first professional show. He, he was yeah. the star of that show. And uh, it was great to see that even a professional could really go off the rails. Oh... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, just, so, just so Miss America. So tell me about Miss America. Did you watch uh, it? No, and apparently nobody else did either. <laughs> it, it had it's it had like you know they they were saying a rating of uh, you, you know right down at the bottom about the lowest you could get and still get a rating like or, you know one point two or something like that. And it, now does it? Oh wait, no. Trump owns Miss Universe, right? right? So it's not Miss America. But, I mean, I would be very happy to see all beauty pageants go away because they always struck me as ludicrous. I mean, there was a time when I watched them fantasizing about who my wife would be, but uh, that, that era has come and gone. Well, too, uh, this particular version of Miss America had a lot of, uh, of off-screen controversies. The uh, former uh, Miss America, who I believe was uh, Miss North Dakota. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, they, they should just be one state anyway, according to Bill Maher. Yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> she uh, complained that she had n no ability to speak her mind. She didn't have ability to choose her clothes. Uh, her subjects and her clothes were all chosen by Gretchen Carlson. Really? Yes. Who, oh who, who was the head of the Miss America. Uh, yeah. Who, and I, I think she was forced to resign. Now, this Miss America, she actually comes from my alma mater, North Carolina School of the Arts. She's an opera singer. She represented the state of New York. Uh, it was the first Miss America without a swimsuit competition. And I... They were naked? <laughs> ooh, that would have increased those ratings. That probably would. Although nobody would be able to admit to that because that's not appropriate. No, and, and increase the sale of depilatories and things like that. But uh, she uh, is an opera singer. And um, then who Miss West Virginia uh, openly took on Donald Trump in the, the question really? round. So it, uh, it was an interesting sort of pageant, which, no, I didn't watch it. I just read about it. What do you think? Do you think now, there should be beauty pageants? I mean, I announced um, one of the uh, Miss Universe events several years ago, and I found that uh, that all of the ladies were incredibly well-educated, incredibly well-spoken. Of course, they're beautiful. But I was, uh, uh, I was not expecting anybody to be stupid, and nobody even approached that end of the scale. Well, there have been some pageants in the past where the question uh, round did not do well for certain people. Some people got up and just showed that they are all looks with no <laughs> yeah, brains. Yeah, there, there was a Miss Teenage America, I believe the contestant was from South Carolina, who um, spoke for two minutes and not sing one single word connected with the other. <laughs> now, I also saw today, I saw an item online 
that Playboy Club is opening again and they're bringing back bunnies. Is this the right thing to do at this time in our in our zeitgeist? I mean, do we need Playboy bunnies today with all the talk of of uh, the Me Too movement and and women being uh, you know sized up as sex objects and and all that that horrible stuff that that entails and Playboy is bringing back bunnies. That's amazing. Now, I have to ask, you know, since you and I were both in New York, was uh, hitting the Playboy Club at least once, was that a rite of passage for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember going, and I remember being so disappointed. Um, I I went, and first of all, the place was a dive. Mm -hmm. It was not, it was dark, and it wasn't that it was dark with great atmosphere. It was dark and dirty. It was just disgusting. And the women couldn't have been less interested in, in uh, they just wanted to serve you and get their tip. They didn't want any connection whatsoever. And it just, it, there really was nothing titillating about it. I kind of agree. My one time there, and I was actually invited by a bunny who uh, was working on a career being a Broadway dancer. Mm-hmm. But to earn some money, she got a job there as a, as a bunny, which is, you know, just a glorified cocktail waitress, really. And she invited me. I went in, and I feel the same way you felt. It was a dirty dive, and I was embarrassed being there. And yeah. um, so afterwards, I, you know, I thanked her but said, you know, I don't think I'm interested in going back. And she says, that's most guys' reactions. <laughs> God. Uh, well, and speaking of the whole Me Too movement and all that, Leslie Moonves, the head, the CEO of CBS, is gone. Which I think probably a lot of people at CBS like. I have been around CBS the last couple of years, and nobody seems to have a lot of positive things to say about him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw stuff from Facebook friends and, and their friends and stuff online today that was less than uh, wonderful toward the guy. What surprised me was a few days ago, they were talking about, CBS was talking to Moonves about a $100 million exit package. And as it turns out, he left without anything. But to even think, that here's a guy accused of being uh, accused of sexually assaulting twelve women now. Yeah, that's that's to. what it says and, in the Washington Post. Yeah, and they were going to pay him a hundred million dollars to go. Is that what's wrong with corporate America? It's like you you run a, a corporation into the ground and you get paid tons of money to go away. Instead of just getting fired like the average person does. And I don't know where this tradition came about. Well, of course, you know, there was all that thing about, you know, what color is your parachute? Yeah, golden. Uh, but I have uh, have seen that happening. I worked for a major corporation in the 90s. And even though I was not of a level that should have been dealing with the, uh, the CEO and chairman of the board, I often dealt with the CEO and chairman of the board. I would say that he came across to me much of the time as the classic Jerry Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, and then when I looked at the uh, the corporate records, I saw that he had during his tenure decreased the value of that corporation 
from like, uh, it, it was decreased almost 90%. And you want to say, where were the, the members of the board of directors? Was nobody paying attention? Yeah. And uh, this corporation yeah. is, it's still around, but it's uh, very much a, a tiny shadow of what it was just due to this one guy. Now, now when they, they ask uh, kids in, in business school, what do you want to be when you get out of school? I'd like to be an incompetent CEO so I can leave with millions. Well, you know, I know a bag boy that could qualify right now. Although, you know, he, it, I would hate to lose him as a bag boy because he gets the right stuff in the right bags. Even if I take my own bags, he gets the right stuff in the right bag. And that that's not really a talent that most people have. No, and, and he should be getting paid extra for that. He should. I mean, he's probably getting minimum wage, if that. And he should be getting paid a, a high-value compensation for the quality of his work. And I always tip him, and he always looks at me with this, this you know, big puppy dog eyes and he says that's it <laughs> i've seen your tipping and i understand <laughs> hey we are just about out of time we're got 45 seconds left so i just want to say i am flying out for a actual vacation tomorrow even though i'm going to visit family in florida which to me is not really a and vacation. you better hope that florence just- doesn't take a left I know. I, I, that's it. I looked at, at weather.com today. Every day this week is supposed to be thunderstorms, except for Saturday when I'm leaving. It's like, what? Now, I'm flying. I'm flying out on September 11th. When I booked the trip, my son said, Dad, you're flying on September 11th? Do you not know what that day means? I said, yes, it means safest air travel of the year. I'm all ready. I'm ready for my trip. Well, anyway... Have a safe flight. Thank you, sir. And I will talk to you next week. And uh, for now, I am not Floyd Albright. I am Steve Fisher. And I'm Byron Tidwell. And we are Old Guys Created, written, produced, and voiced by Steve Fisher and Byron Tidwell. Audio mix and editing by Byron Tidwell. Recorded by accident at studios in Seattle and Las Vegas. Archive podcasts at iTunes Podcast and at podcast.com backslash old hyphen guys hyphen bitching. Don't write out hyphen, just use the little dash thingy. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved.